So here is, I, I was gonna relay this argument to you again. Um, presumably, <laughs> feminists, right, care about like objectification, commodification of, of, of like women, right? Sure. Right, okay, and so, the, like we'll single in on the dairy industry because like the dairy industry no. like hijacks uh, no, no. <laughs> yeah but a, a, a female cow is not a woman yeah but why not like or like <laughs> what I, I mean, do you mean why not I just don't a woman mean. refers to a human I mean, female a female human sorry yeah well some kind of turfy there but I uh <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna freak out. I'm yeah, I know. I'll lose it. I'm gonna go it's, drink my fucking wonder milk. Really? No. Yeah, that's good. That is, it is. This, you, this became, or the, the reason that we were talking about this that one time was because I got a sticker from this girl at Boulder who was doing like PETA outreach and it said animal rights is a feminist issue. And I remember for a while I hadn't put that together, like why that was the case. Um, but then I was like, oh yeah, I could see why there's- No, it's just so stupid. I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> right. like, yeah, it's just like, because don't you think that, I just don't think it's a feminist issue. I don't know. I think it, it, it draws a distinction that I think is like bad to draw. Wait, what's the distinction? Um, great question. <laughs> yeah. I feel like- I, I don't know, by calling it a feminist issue, I think it just like, I think that's, I don't, I can't express why I think it's wrong. I'll have to get back to you. Yeah, Although yeah. right here next to me, I do have this um, like broadside, beautiful like illustration that says how my cat made me vegan. Um, yeah. It's like from a zine subscription, burn all books, San Diego, <laughs> go subscribe. Nice. Um, but in it, it talks about oh intersectionality and they all and she also gets into um yeah feminism but i just right. i just can't well, intersectionality should include species that is my because you well know, i think that's fine but i don't yeah. think it i'm sorry to interrupt <laughs> i do sorry what are you going to say but i just think including female cows and like equating this to like how women's reproductive rights are controlled well, I I'm just not, think like, is it's not female cow suffrage like I'm, I'm not saying you know <laughs> votes, for cows. votes for cows I just think that there's a, a weird analogy like you might think that somebody a system that is ready to exploit the reproductive systems of cows to create milk and capital you know might become desensitized to or see it as analogous to the similar process of commodifying the bodies of women I just think there's that's... a case I'm not saying I'm totally sold on it. The I case am, is that actually, women are the same as female cows. cows that's all, women are, are cows. That's my. That's the slippery that's, slope. That's <laughs> actually, that's fine. Like, I don't mean that as an insult, though.
right. Well, um, how you doing? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm vibing, if you will. Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm vibing too. Uh, finished the semester. I got a turn in grade still, but um, yeah, finished it at one school and still got another month at the other. But, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, is that enough well, candid catch up for you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good for me. Um, cool. Why don't, why don't you introduce our topic? Um, so you've heard of Ritaverne guys. Um, now we're talking about their equivalent. Just kidding. Um, well, kind of kidding. Today we're talking about what we've been referring to in our notes as trad cath e-girls. Although I think we need to, to clarify that this aesthetic that we're describing right. is not trad and is only like nominally Catholic, um, but it does relate a lot to e-girls, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah, cath stands for Catholic, not catheter or something else. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, catharsis. Or cathar yeah, <laughs> Kathleen. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are talking about tradcath e-girls today, um, which are, I guess, the phenomenon of um, it's a sort of like, you'd only know about it if you were very online or if you somehow knew one of these people in person, which I don't know if that's possible because I feel like, I, do they even exist in the real world? Hard to know. Um, I guess you know, actually you do know some IRL ones. Um, but I, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're, they're girls who post on social media um, catholically. Mm -hmm. um, there's kind of, it's a very broad vibe though. I don't think we kind of gave a more, uh, I should say like direct definition for Tavern guys. And we were talking before, I think, I think they lend themselves easier to that because they're so explicit in their like, their statements of their values. Um, whereas this phenomenon is a little bit more, I don't know, it's a little bit more vibey. More feminine, fluid. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't, wasn't going to say more. Uh, I'll say it. Yeah. No, it's not cow like. Oh, does this mean you're keeping the cow like section in? Uh, yeah, that's that's all it. <laughs> like screaming about being offended. Yeah. Oh my gosh, but that's fine. Um, yeah. So yeah, the return, the return guys. We approached it more like anthropologically. Whereas here we're doing um, affect theory of <laughs> the okay. internet yeah. um, or like what is the, yeah, what are the like aesthetic markers or yeah, the vibes that these women might be engaging with. Right. Yeah, I guess it's a class of people who are playing with some signifiers, I think is maybe the way to put it. They're like sort of tossing about some signifiers on these social media apps. Um, and occasionally, I think that they back it up with what appears to be like genuine interest in Catholic practice. And I think importantly, it is Catholic, like not um, broadly Christian, um, which by the way, just a side note, I don't know if you've seen this, when people are like, oh yeah, like are you Christian or Catholic? I hate that. I, I find that so like, Christ Catholics are Christian. Like it's a subset. No. It's a Fuck <laughs> off, what? <laughs> I mean, technically, I guess, but I think it is, I feel like people who ask that, though, are Catholic, you know? Yeah, well, they're wrong also. I mean, like, they're, yeah. 
Yeah, I was. But I think, I yeah. Well, I think that's why the these these ladies are so, because Catholic is different, you know. Yeah, it is different. It is. Can you imagine being like a United Unitarian e girl? (laughs) That would wait. Um, if there's any Unitarian e girls listening to this, um, what's up? Are your uh, DMs open? My no. DMs are very open. Uh, yeah, that sounds sick, um, but it's certainly not the same phenomenon at all. Yeah. Um, so before we maybe get into like the the history, what would you say like the organizing principle? Yeah. Is if you have thoughts. Yeah, that? I guess there is a well we're going to come around to making the case for this. So bear with me for the moment, but I want to say it's a kind of reactionary traditionalism that is mostly an aesthetic play within um, like what's ultimately still like a contemporary digital environment. I think that's, yeah, that's how I'd like to phrase that. Yeah. And I think I, I agree. And to put a finer point on it, I think it's about wanting to be told what to do, you know? Uh, Yes, yes, absolutely. Or like wanting to have an organizing principle and Catholicism is so extreme. Right. In many ways. Yeah. In ways maybe Unitarianism isn't. No, Um, certainly not. These are the two poles, (laughs) you know? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, Catholicism definitely offers like a very nice structure for people who really, really want that. Yeah, so we read this Huffington Post article that was published, I think, in 2019. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of hard to, to see because they use a, a fancy font. Um, but the article is called Behold the Millennial Nuns. Um and it's about sort of like an upswing in uh, like orthodoxy among young women in particular. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess um, it, you know, in classic like trend piece style includes a nice uh, like sampler platter of both individual stories and like broader statistics. So the stories that the um, author covers are um, about a couple of girls who, you know, come from, you know, middle, upper middle class backgrounds that are, although like somewhat turbulent, maybe not in a way that's like at all uncommon, right? Like maybe children of divorced parents or something like that, who just find themselves wanting some sort of really strong, um, like thing (laughs) to to devote themselves to um, in a world where, uh, basic, like, I guess the, part of the artic- argument of the article is that our contemporary world is just so, like, uh, there's just too many options, right? Like, and too many play- different directions that you're called in. Like, you can be anything, you can do anything. Um, and uh, importantly, like, all of these things are kind of, like, material and vapid. And so, compared with the sort of, like, transcendent devotion of becoming a nun, um, they seem to pale. Yeah, yeah. And um, the author, uh, Eve Fairbanks, talks about, like, how she graduated high school in, like, 2001. And then by the time she was in her uh, late 20s, like, a lot of her friends were converting to Catholicism. And this is sort of, like, what uh, got her interested in this. Um, 
So I think that's like good for historicizing that this maybe was starting in the late aughts and early 2010s. And I think like when you historicize it that way, it makes like, of course, there are so many things you can point to. Um, the financial crash, for example, the financial crash, what yeah. the recession yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a financial crash that led to a recession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, uh, she writes, um, for example, like Protestantism easily accommodates rock bands and a personable, almost life coach-esque Jesus. Um, and you would think that this would like fit in well with like, as she just calls it, contemporary American life. But then she goes on to say that like even liberal Catholic communities require submission to a gold-crowned pope who theologically can't be wrong. Um, and that is like the appeal of it. Um, she writes later that like these young women want to be led and they want to submit, um, which sure, why not, you know? Yeah, <laughs> why not? Um, the reason it took me so long to read this article is because I did the vocation finder quiz that was you, linked in there. Did you really? What did you, uh, what did you find? Well, I'm not Catholic, so this made it kind of like difficult. Um, what? Why? What were the questions? Well, what, I mean, the main one, it, like, so when you start it, so there's a vocation finder linked in this article. And when you uh, start it, it will say like, oh, you are eligible for like 240. But then once you choose, like, I'm not Catholic, it goes down to, like, 10, <laughs> you know? What are all, what careers, what, you need to be, like, you need to be Catholic to be, like, a financial advisor or something? Like what? No, it's, like, a nut. It's for, like, oh. religious uh, appointments. Okay. I thought it was just kind of, like, because you can have, Oh, actually, like, an aptitude why, test? Yeah. I don't know why I chose financial advisor. Like, that is obviously not a vocation. Um, but other things can be, like, I'm pretty sure, like, being, like, a teacher is, like, a vocation still. Mm. Um, Mm-hmm. Cause well, I think, yeah. Not no, in this quiz. Not in this quiz. All right. <laughs> but, I'm, I'm, this is a, an old memory. I'm thinking back to like fifth grade when they talked to us about that. Uh, I went to Catholic mm-hmm. school um, mm-hmm. as a kid, I should include. Uh, For sure. Which we will, I'll, I'll refer to that later. Um, right, in, right. In this app. Yeah. I know. I, but, I was going to bring it up. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Um, no. But yeah, this Huffington Post article. Um, yeah, and so one of the statistics um, that she cites is that um, more, let's see, what is looking, uh, so she writes, a fascinating study showed that millennials, even Protestants and atheists, are attracted to churches with old-fashioned gilded altars and classic worship styles over modern ones, um, and she, you know, talks about, like, young people being much more interested in kind of, like, intense churches or like religious factions than old people which is a a recent phenomenon like since uh 2008 even i think right although she does later say that you can find statistics like pointing in different directions for anything that you want um, which is a kind of interesting little inconsistency just because and and the reason i think of that is because i feel like that's not really like I, I have never seen evidence of that. Like I've been to um, like evangelical churches before and it's, f- they're full of young people. Like the ones that do like Jesus uh, rock stuff. And like the church I currently go to, which is very like high church gold shit. 
is I literally I'm the youngest person there by about 60 years so like it is uh, interesting yeah yeah and so I, I mean I don't see this playing out at least in the places I've been but. Mm -hmm. yeah I think I don't really have a lot of personal data to go off of I know that like when I last year I think the year before I was like driving down the main street on Easter where there's like different churches there's like a Catholic church and it was just like bursting at the seams with like college students um, Catholic church yeah like people huh. were lined up outside like in a, this long line yeah. and then the Protestant church there were like 10 people <laughs> lined right. up outside um, but Dang. I also think that it could just be because there are so many Protestant churches and there's just like one or two yeah I don't know no, anyway. that, that makes sense. Cause I mean, yeah, cause I don't go to a Catholic church. So I do go to a Protestant church cause I'm a Protestant now. Um, and as you have you, to say every episode, I have, yeah, I have to include that. In it. Yeah. I really, I'm talking myself into it. That's the thing. Um, but yeah, like, so that might be, that might, yeah, I should go check out the Catholic church nearby. See if it's full of people. Um, yeah. Might be um, full of Trad Cathy girls. Oh my gosh. Your hot wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My hot wife might be in there. Unless she's uh, going to become a nun. Right. Oh, shit. <laughs> As this it. article seems to be right. um, saying is is likely even. It is, yeah. God, you're making me anxious. I really got to get out there. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, the other, well, did you want to say anything more about this article? Because I think I'll, I'll, what, like the last thing that I'll say about it is it just nicely um, like it isn't talking about the like internet-y e-girl side of this very much it's just kind of I think what it what it does for us as we build our little case here um is it's not just that there are like some weird posters on the internet because like a lot of these trad Kathy girls are like you know um there'll be like a twitter account with like between 400 and 10,000 followers or something like not particularly big um but where they'll, you know, do kind of like catholic -y posts. And there's like a wide variety between like people who seem like maybe they are just like genuinely like just Catholics who like to post and then people who are doing it more for like the the vibe and the clout. Um, and uh, like, I think what this article does is ground that sort of like ephemeral internet trend in something that's actually seemingly kind of happening in the real world um or at least that there's there are a, there's some real world cases where it goes beyond just like posting yeah and i think um just to go back to how you note that she like cites different statistics and is like oh you can find statistics for anything i think she very cleverly or maybe like gimmickly like in a, a gimmicky way um says like see there are so many contradictions in modern life this is why yeah Catholicism is so attractive to people right. um but yes i i do think that it does it's a really good article and you all should read it even though it's a couple years old at this point i still think it probably remains true i don't know i think yeah of course i mean why else I see would what we be here? Up to. is tori a nun i, I mean i want to know oh my gosh i know um, she's still on the trail <laughs> or whatever yeah, the, yeah. um <laughs> yeah, the appalachian yeah. trail yeah yeah the, the, the christian hobo is still working right yes yes yeah. so these are both people who are referenced in the article um right. 
hobo for Jesus. Hobo this, for Jesus. Right. I find this distasteful. I find it very, I absolutely distasteful. <laughs> um, yeah. And then there's this other woman who Eve Fairbanks talks about named Tori, who seems very intense in her religious belief. Yeah. Um, she's also very young i think importantly at the time yeah um well that's part of it though is like yeah yeah what's up with these youngsters Um, the youths the youths becoming nuns well they're doing more than just becoming nuns um you want to talk about the vice article because i think that's a good now that we've established this is sort of a real thing um the vice article i think is is a fun like exploration of like the online side of this Yes, I don't have it pulled up, um, so I'll pull it up, but um, okay. oh, yeah, is this also oh my gosh, a 2019 article? No, it's more recent, but yeah, we also read this Vice article about sort of like the, um, it's, oh, it's from 2021, yeah, by Biz Sherbert. Congrats to Biz Sherbert for this article. Um, and the name. <laughs> that's a cool name. Biz I'm like worried like, about like, like making fun business? of business. <laughs> You're gonna get canceled. Name's you business know, Sherbert. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. That's all right. We don't know any about anything about this person. We can't keep teasing. Them. <laughs> but <laughs> but the article is called "How Catholicism Became Alt Fashion Savior." Um, and it, Cheeky I don't know, time. how would you just describe this article? How would you summarize it? Well, I had, I had the, made the mistake of reading this article after reading a bunch of essays. And so like my brain was like mostly like looking at it going, where's the structure here? Like the thesis isn't really clearly yet oh outlined gosh. at the top. So I, that was like my main takeaway. Um, no, I think, I don't know, what's it getting at? Like, it's just trying to point out that like Catholic signifiers have become kind of like what I was saying at the top, like, these Catholic signifiers have become like a way to express a kind of like alternative uh, vibe. And I think the case that they're trying to make here in the article is that like, just as people were appropriating like, you know, um, like Native American signifiers or like, I guess kind of like alt Americana ones to show like that they're trad or not, sorry, to show that they're alt, um, Mm -hmm. a new way of doing that is these trad ones. Like, yeah. you can show that you're not like part of like the normie boring yuppie mainstream by mm-hmm. where by wearing like a little gold cross or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And um Biz Sherbert, who I looked up, she first of all her inst I don't want to plug her Instagram, but her Instagram handle is Mark Fisher Quotes. Oh. Like, Dasha follows her. Sick. She do you know the podcast Nymphit Alumni? No. I like can't listen to it. Okay. I or like I don't know. It's just not for me. It's not okay. horrible actually. It's like fine. It's just I don't know. It doesn't hold my attention. Yeah. Um but anyway, Biz Sherbert Biz, if you will, yeah. um, kind of like locates this a- aesthetic in like a reaction quote, a reaction to the liberal establishment's quirked up rebrand largely catalyzed during the Trump era. Right, yeah. And I think that is spot on. That is spot on. <laughs> you know? Right, yeah, because she's saying like being like a piercings and blue hair person has quickly become like, oh god, like this person's gonna be doing like Elizabeth Warren posting and like just a very like <laughs> boring lib. Um, yeah. And so like that's the, it's a reaction to that. 
Yeah, you know the the TikTok where it's how do I describe it? It's this person who's like, I don't like Joe Biden either, but I'm gonna vote for him because oh, there's literal fascism. Yes, 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 that go- they that caused person this. Like screaming yeah. And that, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that person's face gets used a lot as a. <laughs> Uh, yeah which i think is quite evil but yeah me too yeah, me too yeah. but they i think they caused the all the, the yeah they caused the, the, the tratification the, of alternative aesthetics if you right. will i, I love um, that that's great yeah yeah not the phenomenon uh, the way that you described it yeah oh that's biz sherbert's language. oh all right <laughs> sorry all right. quote all right. the tratification of alternative aesthetics well i done, wish i Mrs. just came up with that um yeah, and she also writes about, in this article, about, like, um, the play of irony and sincerity that makes it kind of, like, hard to parse what is happening there, and also, like, hard to, yeah, like, are these people being earnest? Are they really Catholic? Are they just, like, being reactionary? Of course, it probably, like, exists on a spectrum, as you were noting. Right. Yeah, and so I think, like, there these two phenomena kind of point to like a similar thing which is like riley was saying earlier like there's just this desire to like have somebody tell you what to do um or have some established ideology that can like construct your meaning for you um and whether you're earnestly seeking after that like wholeheartedly or becoming a nun or just sort of like playing at the fact that you wish that were the case but you do it with a hint of irony and so all you do is like you know, buy like a, a plaid skirt or something. Like, mm-hmm. th- th- it's still like a sort of expression of, of this desire um, to just like have, have a church tell you what to do. I think maybe we could talk about some of the ways you could like spot this aesthetic that we're trying to like index, if you will. Um, I don't know. I see it a lot on Twitter with people just like it. Once again, it's hard to tell if they're like being ironic or sincere. If they're like, oh, I just, I don't know. Now I'm like freezing. I can't think of an example, but like, oh, I love Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) If you see somebody posting, I love Jesus, y'all watch out. That's (laughs) the trad coming. Or just like women like posing um, sexily with like religious. Right. ephemera or like you know prayer books or like yeah. um the bible in this vice article they she d- like shares this instagram post of someone wearing a bikini um you know each of the bikini like the triangle says like the father and the son and then the bikini bottom says like the holy spirit and it's like okay that seems wrong <laughs> or like I don't know yeah scandalous um yeah how would what else yeah. would you I, say yeah I, I saw that example and I thought this is actually not I don't know if that's like a genuine example of this kind of person because I don't think that like the kinds of trad cats that you see on Twitter would ever wear something like that like I feel like well, they they're would not think trad. Was, well oh okay so this maybe this is something we should know here which is that like when Riley and I were talking about this before recording um i never know if i should refer to you in the third or second person um but uh when we were talking about it before um we noted that there there are like the weird thing about like twitter trads is that there really are like actual 
tr like traditionalist people out there, like actual traditionalist Catholics who have been doing this shit for generations. Um, and th those people, I mean, occasionally they, I guess they are on social media too, but a lot of the people who are part of this like trendy side of it um, are not that. Like they're people who come from perhaps secular or just like more nominally religious background who take on the Catholic um, like uh, just vibe <laughs> as like uh, as just like an affect. Um, and so, yeah. you know, there are, I mean, okay, so within the same constellation, now like Elizabeth Brunig is not a trad Cathy girl, um, although maybe, but like for some of these, some of these women are Catholic converts, like, um, I see that I get suggested them to follow sometimes um, on our on our account, and like a lot of them will say like Catholic convert, and then they like post all the time about like I don't know, we'll just like do a post like like the post I did on our account that was like one like equals was one uh, <laughs> yeah. Happy Mother's Day to Mary like they'll do those things sincerely, yeah, um, or like retweeting like just very like photos of like you know the interior of like cathedrals oh, yeah, or yeah. just like in, in kind of a similar way that the, the return guys do sometime where it's just like very aestheticized, um, mm -hmm. like beautiful, but instead of like physique posting, it's like, um, saint posting, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Saint posting. I like saint that. Posting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although I do, well, I don't follow them. I have seen on Twitter, some like actually like more trad cats <laughs> like <laughs> some some literally trad cats who are like actually trad but then are like also e-girls kind of which is kind of strange and then they'll post like um these are my favorite places to shop for like modest clothes oh, and like yes, have like have threads like this yeah, yeah. um i'm not gonna lie sometimes the clothes are cute <laughs> and i'm like okay cool yeah. or um they like I don't know post a lot about like beauty as like a philosophical concept and like right. God's love right. and it's just kind of like funny to me that Twitter would be the place to do this because everyone knows Twitter is hell yeah. um but whatever whoa they're looking for heaven but they're in hell sure all right well uh <laughs> yeah. no I think uh uh, I, well, yeah, but Twitter is just like where people go to talk about ideas. Like that's why I, that's why I'm Aww. addicted to it. I know it that sucks, sounded like but, an ad, you know. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> no, but I mean, it's it's a bad medium for it, but it's the medium that we're saddled with. Um, right. Like people, yeah. What are you gonna go go to Reddit and hear the stupidest people you ever heard? Um, oh, yeah, and I also feel like this is maybe really this is meaner than I want to be. But I also feel like the reason that this is so prevalent, if you will, on Twitter is that there are a lot of like men on Twitter and like a lot of like men who are like simps on Twitter, yes. if you know what yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. And I feel like it's harder to get like random male attention on Instagram. Like it's hard for me to like, if I were trying to do this, like yeah, yeah. to reach an audience of strangers I was going to suggest that you try to do this. Um... Oh, like I should for for you the should, bit. Yeah, for yeah. Well, and, and just to get attention for our, oh. our, our <laughs> pod here, you got to start. 
No, yeah. I, there are enough. If, you if that's what you're looking for, there are enough. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there are enough uh, pods you can listen to where the people do this. Right. Two notable ones, though. <laughs> well, um, well, there actually are, and I think we should talk about them. Um, kind of elephant in the room. So, like, one of the perhaps most uh, obvious examples of this kind of person is Dasha Nekrasova from uh, Red Scare. I can't. I, is, like, um, I regret so much that we're talking about her yeah well because you um well you don't want to insult her um you're, yeah i fear the, her yeah you, well yeah. she's <laughs> no. a, she's a worthy adversary um no she's but, not yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry no offense dasha if you're listening yeah um <laughs> if you hey if you're listening <laughs> actually, no. dms are open <laughs> But um, no, okay, so she's a good example of this because she is Catholic um, and like talks about it often and like talks about it more recently. Um, and uh, I think she's kind of like, she is kind of like, I, when we were talking about it before, I called her like patient zero of this whole thing and probably not, but she's like definitely one of the main like vectors of transmission. <laughs> uh, well, she's the blueprint. She's the, that's what, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. She really is like a big, yeah um like an icon I think for this kind of girl yeah and that uh I don't know she talks on her pod which you should not listen to I think Called Red yeah. Scare subscribe to the Patreon <laughs> don't it's subscribe really, to it's the really Patreon good. it's so okay whatever we'll get into that more but um but yeah she's like the blueprint in that she she discusses how she was like raised Catholic and then she wasn't Catholic as a young adult and in fact was right about to convert to Judaism and was like taking classes on it and whatnot yeah um that's because she was dating the come town guy right yeah yeah I don't want to like give her (laughs) but yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. um but now she's like in the process of getting confirmed or whatever um there's a lot of debate over whether she is in fact a trad cath um yeah like I think she yeah, I, well, I think she is in the sense that we mean it. Not not in the literal sense where, like, where we're talking about, like, actually, like, I don't know, like, the the old people that would go to the church that I went to as a child. Like, n- mm-hmm. no, not in that sense. But, like, she is in, in the, like, Twitter tradcat e-girl um, yes. sense. Well, yeah, but you're using tradcat in a different way than <laughs> I yeah. think I, I am. Well, how are you using it then? Well, I feel like, well, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you're using it to say trad cath e-girl and I just mean more like trad, trad cath, like in the, like doesn't have sex is against like, uh, you know, like orthodox. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's that, that's fair, but I think there's still well, because like we noted, like this is kind of like an affect. It's not it's not like a set of conditions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there isn't like a, you know, trad cath e girl if and only if conditions A, B, and C are met. Um, sure. It's just kind yeah. of like a general that's vibe. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So Dasha is the blueprint, but it is spreading, especially among I think the New York artist types. Yeah. And. I have seen or noticed among, you know, academics as well, uh, grad students, if you will. Not me, not me, though. Um, Maybe others. Um, And I get it. That's fine. I don't know. This this came up. I've been thinking about this a lot because there was um, this Vanity Fair article that was recently published about, um, like, the new alt-right 
and Dasha and her co-host Anna Kachian, Kachian were named um, as being like members of the alt-right and then they also talked very briefly about this other young woman living in New York um, who recently converted to Catholicism and she's quoted saying like um, I'm not political I just want a family which I feel like is like the perfect summation or summary of like kind of the thinking behind converting yeah. to Catholicism like it, it feels to me and this is not very charitable but it feels to me like a way to like be apolitical or like say like oh well I don't have to care about any of this because I can just like believe in God right. um which I will say is maybe like always the case a little bit with having faith I don't know yeah yeah so wait so that was on her honor what's her name honor like honor levy? Levy. Honor levy it must be levy, levy. is she, I guess. she jewish originally i don't know <laughs> well, <laughs> i don't right. know uh, anything um, about her really yeah okay um well she's a what is she a writer i guess like, she i mean books? she's a podcast she's a podcaster host. okay i thought you said yeah. she was a writer she said a few i mean I don't, I'm, I feel like I'm coming across like such a bitch in this episode because I want to be like, well, what makes a writer? Like when yeah. do you become a writer? Right. But yeah, I mean, yeah, she has had stuff published and I think she had a short story published in the New Yorker. So okay. oh, that's, I mean, I don't she's know. She's a that's writer. That's yeah. Cool. That's enough by my life. All right. <laughs> well, um, okay. Yeah. I think, well, for one thing, yes, this is like a comment much like, so the Vanity Fair article, um, what is it called? That's, that one is a, particularly good article. I do actually very much recommend that one. Um, it's by James Pogue, I think, but... Uh, I'll find it. Okay. But uh, yeah, like there's this kind of cluster of people who are, I think, like, it, this is part of like a very broad phenomenon now, like zooming out way further. Obviously, like this whole business about like returning to tradition and like looking for like God and, and you know, to guide you and stuff is like, sort of, I think a lot of commentators have put this or like situated this whole thing within like the general like crisis of like liberal democracy that we're currently in. And so one path along in, in that like whole, like uh, just constellation of issues is this like weird new alt-right, which is politically different from like Trump MAGA people. Um, they are like traditionalists, they are, um, like they'll have like weird politics kind of like Tucker Carlson where they'll be like you know we're into like I don't know help for family like pro-family policies but also like racism is good and you know like that's just the general vibe um yeah, and like, so sorry like uh like populist nationalism yeah kind yeah, of like a weird exactly. mix of it yeah right and um, and the way that like girls like or people like the Red Scare girls fit into this is that they're they have like a weird like theocratic sort of bent here, which is both kind of populist because they're like yeah families are good and like we should honor God and our families and stuff, um, yeah and like that's just it, it fits into it just because it, it uh, lends itself well to that kind of like authoritarian <laughs> theocratic mm -hmm. uh, whole agenda. Yeah, and also, yeah, bringing up authoritarianism is interesting because in that Huffington Post article, one of the uh, things that Eve Fairbanks 
like one of the statistics she cites is that um, younger Americans are much more comfortable with authoritarianism um, and they want like strong leadership. Uh, right. So yeah, that's definitely, I think a part of it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it all comes back to like the general desire to have somebody tell you what to do. Um, just in, in, in a world with endless options, perhaps it becomes overwhelming and people of a certain uh, like disposition really start aggressively seeking out ways to be told what to do. Um, yeah. Okay, well, so I've given a very uncharitable, <laughs> or we've given a pretty uncharitable view of, of these kinds of people, um, which is deserved, but to give them a more of a charitable reading, I think um, something that struck me about like this whole curated aesthetic that you see online sometimes is I was reminded very much of the film, the Greta Gerwig film, Lady Bird. Um, which I love that movie. I think it's a beautiful movie. Mm -hmm. um, it's you. really sweet. It's really like, I don't know, it's a, it's a great film. film. Um, but in it is like this strong, like it's of course about a young woman who is about to start college. It's her senior year of high school. And um, she's, it's kind of like a, like a love story about her and her mom and like her maturing, you know, like and dealing with like becoming a, an adult. Um, it, it, like it just I guess it's like a coming of age story is what, what I'm trying to say in a tortured way sure, but, yeah. like uh, but like being like being Catholic is something that is just sort of like ambiently in the background of the film um like there are several scenes where she has like a very earnest conversation with um the nun who's like I think the principal or like some person in her school um that just sort of like grounds her Right, like she'll be doing like this kind of crazy stuff, um, or not crazy, but just like silly, like, like teenage teenage stuff. stuff. And um, sorry, I, it was it. I got feedback in like a horrible way. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, that's why I paused and you made look a face. so scared. Yeah, it was. It was. It sounded like my own voice, but like angry robot version. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, she's doing all this silly teenage stuff, and then you know she'll have like a moment of of sort of like sincerity and clarity with you know, like a, some part of the Catholic institution that she's in. And I think this comes to a head at the end, of course, when she um, like gets drunk at her first party in New York City, where she's gone to college, um, ends up in the hospital and then wakes up and in the morning and goes straight to a church um, where there's, they're singing like very traditional sounding hymns. And I think like this, like Greta Gerwig just like had her finger on the pulse, I think of like a kind of, aesthetic desire that a lot of young people have for this kind of like, yeah, I'm like young and coming of age and I don't really know like what's going on with my life. And I have like these difficult relationships with my parents maybe. Um, but like, here's this thing that I can like fall into at the end of the day, which is like, okay, like actually this thing that was there with me the whole time, like the church is actually there yeah. uh, for me now. Yeah, and before she goes um, to the hospital after getting very drunk, she's like talking to a boy at a party and she says, do you believe in God? And he's like, no, I don't believe in God. Like, I think that's silly. And yeah. she's just like aghast. She's just like, how do you not believe it? You think it's irrational to believe in God? Like, how can you think this? Um, and I think 
yeah, it is, she, it is, like, it's almost, like, in the water for her, like, her, her belief, like, she can always just, like, tap back into it, which, um, I think is meant to be, we're meant to think it's, like, comforting. I mean, she, she clearly takes comfort in it. Um, the nuns are cool. I think we discussed this in the first episode we recorded, um, because I went on a Simone Bay (laughs) rant or whatever, um, and Stop. <laughs> I will not stand for this. Mispronunciation. No. Um it's fine, it's fine. Um, but yeah, because the nun says like the nun talks about attention in a very, you know, they Ian right. <laughs> sense. Yeah. Um in a very vile way. <laughs> very vile way. Oh my gosh. Um right. no, she yeah, she she basically like touches on the on the the vey view that like attention is love and you know mm-hmm. that's like essentially connected to god yeah yeah um so yeah ladybird i also think ladybird is when does it take place uh 2003 i think mm-hmm. flip found. phone flip phone mm-hmm. times yeah which i think is important it well it, it was interesting to me to then read the the Huffington Post article also that was like, oh, I graduated high school in 2001. I was like, just like Lady Bird. <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah. um, they are the same. No. Um, so I think that there is a case to be made for this being a yeah, historic thing. Yeah. Um, maybe like a, a millennial affliction. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I just like, yeah, well, nothing. I just liked that movie because I think it's, it puts a good, um, it's another like important aesthetic moment for the development of this trend. Um, And though I, you know, it seems we take kind of a dim view of the whole trend, like it at least, I think, I think this feature of it, like the the ladybird feature of it, um, and like that general desire to have like a comforting sort of like, community and tradition that you can like lean on in times of difficulty I'm of course sympathetic to that yeah Um, I I mean I I think we are critical but I think we are nevertheless like partaking in this as well (laughs) you know even right now yeah even right now yeah Yeah. right Um, well I'm a protestant so I don't know about all that oh sure oh I will say I went thrift shopping the other day and there was like this very beautiful um I don't even know what it's called because I'm not Catholic. You know, like the medallion, the medal. A rosary? No, it's not a rosary. It's the one with, <laughs> with I'm sorry, I was so like defensive. But, um, yeah, yeah. A miraculous medal. Okay. And it was like so beautiful. He's like, oh, I want this. And then I was yeah. like, no, I'm not Catholic. I can't like LARP right. as a right. Catholic. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. hope someone got it. It was very nice. Yeah. Pretty. Um. But yeah, I'm sympathetic as well. And I like the aesthetics of it. I get it. Um, another, maybe segueing into another piece of art that I think is like fi- the finest art, um, season two of Fleabag, which I have said is the best season of TV ever. Um, I don't know if I would really stand by that if pressed, but I do think it's really good. Um, I'm watching King of the Hill right now, and I, I do think it's a little better, but 
You think it's, King was, of the Hill is a little, a little better, better than yeah, but but yeah, uh, I mean, it's because you don't get it. It's yeah. not for you. <laughs> I <laughs> you do know. Go, I look at the camera all the time. Oh my gosh. All right, go on. <laughs> well, so Fleabag, if you haven't seen it or want a refresher, season two is about this woman whose name is Fleabag in the show. Um, she, well, I guess she doesn't really have a name in the show. Whatever. That's not important. Yeah. She played falls in Phoebe love with Bridgers. a, yes, played by Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> Congrats on your recent engagement or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, played by Phoebe Waller's Bridge or whatever, written and played by her. Um, and it's about this woman who falls in love with a Catholic priest. Um, and it's just like so aesthetically pleasing. I think it's such a good show. And it's also very profound. Um, and like the first thing that's appealing about it or the first thing that people like about it is that it's like hot, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it's very like illicit and like... Um, there's a lot of like tension or whatever. Um, but then it's also, I think, crucially for this podcast episode about this woman like coming to terms with like her own agency and like learning to like take responsibility. And there's this famous scene in season two, episode four, where she like is in the confession booth talking to her priest crush, whose name is Hot Priest. Um, in the little subtitles or whatever and she says like i want someone to tell me what to eat and what to like and what to hate what i can joke about what music i should listen to what concerts i should go to like she just goes on and on is having like this breakdown um and like typically she's very like you know snarky and not like this um and i think it really is like a heart-wrenching scene and it's very I don't know. You watched it. What did yeah. you, what did you think of it? I thought it was yeah, it was beautiful um, and really hot. Because um, then, because then Andrew Scott, by the way, what a talented actor. Can we just say for a moment, for a mo- what a what sure, a guy. Sure. Uh, he always plays the same character, but I believe that character in different situations, which I find mm-hmm. very interesting. But anyway, um, yeah, I thought it was it was it was a beautiful moment, and like um, I think well, maybe I don't want to take this from you if this is what you wanted to say, but like the thing that I got was that like the sort of relief of letting go of irony for Mm -hmm. that kind of like vulnerable sincerity I think is what makes it so compelling um and yeah 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 I wasn't gonna say that I think that's a great point um yeah because she is very ironic and yeah she does this bit throughout both seasons where she'll like turn and like do an aside to the camera and the other characters faces yeah she gym faces and the other characters like can't see it because she's like it's almost like she's talking to herself or something um but then like the priest can see it and it's like it's very sweet and like shocking one um but sweet um and I will spoil it she doesn't end up converting to Catholicism and she doesn't end up with the priest he chooses god you know and mm-hmm. she just has to like go on with her life and like take responsibility mm-hmm. and still i think like that her impulse to be like oh i want to be a catholic or like i want to believe in this because then i would have like an order mm-hmm. in my life is kind of like a result i want to argue of like woman's disillusionment with like girl boss feminism mm-hmm. I think that's what I want to argue. Um, I think that's apt. Yeah. And I think that 
I don't know. I thought I was going to go into like a long rant about this or not rant, but like discussion of this podcast I listened to this episode, very good episode uh, called Feminism is When Women Are Stupid <laughs> by Binchtopia. Very good episode. But they talk about like fleabag feminism and then sort of like a turn that happens after this to like bimbo feminism or like women like being stupid and like being like, no, it's empowering that I like don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And I actually think I don't want to get into it, but I will say that like, I was thinking about this when I read the Vanity Fair article where Honor Levy says, I don't care about politics. I just want a family. Like it just feels like a way of, it's almost like if Fleabag had like followed through with her, like, oh, I just want someone to tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Right. And then someone actually did tell her what to do. And it's a way of kind of like avoiding agency, which I think is really uncharitable, but this is just the vibe I get, you know? Yeah. No, I think, I think that's right. And like Fleabag, the character takes the courageous step in the other direction, right? Like she doesn't succumb to this impulse to just be like, yeah, okay, just tell me what to do. Um, and well, she doesn't, no, she yeah. Doesn't she really she, she, the choice, she doesn't really make the choice though. She doesn't, but, but she's like, okay with, with that being the case. You're right. right. It's not like right, she like, yeah. when, when he departs from the bus stop after telling her that he's not going to leave the church for her, like she doesn't like, you know, beg and run after him or anything. She's just like, you know, them's the breaks and like, yeah. and, is, and is cool with it. And like, um, gives us a knowing glance that we are under mm-hmm. to understand. It's like, you know, she's kind of accepted that this is the way. Um, and it seems that yeah, a lot of these people who are wrapped up in a Catholic aesthetic as a means of telling them what to do with their life are not making that choice. Yeah. Um, and I think just like what also frustrates me about the the dashes and the honors of the world is that it, it feels like inconsistent, you know, mm-hmm. like their worldview just feels inconsistent to me. Like it doesn't feel like they're actually, cause they're not actually like, I don't know. I, I don't, I feel, I'll say, yeah, I can't enough. say that they're not real actually Catholics, Catholic. Here's what real Catholics are like. Real Catholics go on Easter and Christmas and then sort of <laughs> shrug off questions about whether they're Catholic the rest of the year. Um, and uh, that, yeah. And then, you know, um, vote for Republicans, but in an unenthusiastic way. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, maybe you don't want to, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but um, I was thinking about what you were saying between the difference between like, cradle catholics and mm-hmm. convert catholics yeah. um if you want to yeah would yeah. you so, like to share yeah, so <laughs> i think it's relevant was, okay so what i was getting at here is that like and i was being tongue-in-cheek but like people who grew up catholic um like yours truly like i think often have a little bit more of like um like a shrugging or a winking sort of like distance from from the church um because I mean, this has just been like the march of things, um, you know, as like people sort of secularize a bit. But I also think that maybe this was the case even in previous generations, apart from like a few zealots in the church, like everybody kind of who was Catholic was like, yeah, like it's almost like a given to the point where you're not like that hyped about it. Um, But a lot of these Catholic converts um, do like the, the Twitter flavor of Catholic convert really like they they really big into like like posting about the sacraments and like posting about um like vir- just virginity or like purity and sex stuff in a way that like i've known catholic people my whole life and most of the time though they might have like conservative politics about sex it'll be like 
yeah, like we're pro-life and yeah, sex before marriage mm-hmm. isn't great, but also like my body count is epic. Um, and like that's <laughs> shit just- Shit happens. Like, shit happens, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's just like part of it. Whereas I think a lot of the Catholic converts like take this stuff like deadly seriously um, and like are really, I mean, this is kind of like in the, um, in the Huffington Post article, right? Like these women who want to become nuns are like, they take the- like celibacy and the like uh, obedience stuff like really seriously and Mm -hmm. to me this feels of course this is like nominally in line with what the catholic teachings are but for people who kind of have just been in the catholic world for longer it feels a little bit like you know what are you doing yeah (laughs) we all all already kind of agreed we're not doing that um why are you doing that that was it yeah. yeah or and i think that's interesting as someone who, you know, is neither a convert or grew up Catholic, I think that it's interesting that, like, so the Vice article about the aesthetic is all about, like, irony. Yeah. And it seems like people who are raised Catholic have, like, more of a sense of humor about it or, like, a self-awareness. Whereas, like, I think what's so confusing or, like, inconsistent to me about, like, the trad the e-girls were describing is that they are like so sincere it seems ironic but it's hard yeah. to know if like they're actually sincere or not because it's it's like no one could possibly be that right. <laughs> sincere yeah, yeah. and this like insane or like I don't know saying stuff like oh I'm against abortion like I'm pro-life but I think women should I don't never mind I can't get into (laughs) I'm not gonna go on a red stare rant right now excuse me insane things like I'm against abortion (laughs) yeah I mean or no no but being never mind I don't (laughs) forget I said anything I know I see no I, I see what you're saying though and I think that's right like again I feel like a regular old Catholic kind of person isn't going to take to Twitter and be like, here's why I think celibacy really is important and like why hookup culture is, is wrong and evil. I mean, I don't, I, I mean, they well, probably I just, I just some, think of but... Liz Brunig being like, she's always very dodgy about her like stance on abortion, for example. Right, and she's right. always like, well, I'm pro-life in like other ways. And it's like, you know, that she's actually yeah. pro-life, but she's right. not going to be vocal about it. Cause she's like, self-aware you yeah. know or like she right. understands have you read the article where she actually explains her pro-life position mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty good I, I yeah it i think it's actually. like a fine it's a position i mean i don't yeah. agree with her but no, i think neither. it is yeah. a stance like it, yeah. it's a coherent enough stance i don't right. think it's people have described it as like cowardly and i think that's too harsh you yeah. know um but yeah so i don't know the irony every oh i don't know or maybe it's that these people who are like converting to Catholicism, these these ladies, if you will, were so like irony poisoned before, and then it's almost like they're trying to like LARP a, sin- yeah. a turn to sincerity. I think that's what it is. <sighs> it's like, um, okay, you're you're like irony poisoned from top to bottom. You're mm-hmm. misenchanted all the way through from your whole life, you know, and like but you, you're desperate for sincerity because why, why wouldn't you be? You're, you're a human being. And the only way that you know how to do this is you see these, like, you know, you see th- this object, um, Catholicism. <laughs> yeah, you think, adopt something external. Right, and say, like, okay, I guess that's the way to do it because that looks pretty sincere. Um, I think that's right. the, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm worried we're going to get canceled for this <laughs> episode. For for I just feel it. like we're being, like, mean. Oh, 
Yeah. I don't know. It's fine yeah. to convert to Catholicism. No, it guys. isn't. And here's why you should be a Protestant instead. Oh my um, gosh. I actually no, don't know. I gotta, I, gotta, <laughs> I gotta read more about the Reformation. Um, but here's why you should be a Protestant instead. If Andrew Scott's character had been an Anglican priest instead of a Catholic priest, he and Fleabag could have just dated. It would have been fine. Yeah, it but she been... wouldn't have wanted him then. Well, that's, 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 she's got to go talk to a therapist about that. What's that about? That's not right. Well, you didn't see the earlier episode when she does talk to a therapist about it. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, that's a good show. You all should watch it. Yeah. And King of the Hill, honestly, that's a great show too. (laughs) That King of the Hill is important Protestant literature. Is it? I've never seen it. (laughs) It's a good show. It's funny. I don't know. It's a good time. Cool. Um, Oh God. All right. Well, so I, I guess, I, you know, so as to avoid cancellation and just because I genuinely do think this, I am, of course, sympathetic to, to Catholicism. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like the Anglican Church because it is basically the same thing as the Catholic Church, except for they're like, okay with, with uh, or not even okay, like pro-queer people. Um, and like, even they're even kind of pro-choice. I think they're, they're a little bit cagey about it, but like they will, mm-hmm. during some of like the sermons. They'll make allowances. They, no, yeah, yeah. Or like, I think they get nervous about saying like, we're pro-choice, but at least in my church, some of the homilies are like, or not, they're not homilies, the sermons are like, <laughs> they will talk about like the um, control of women's bodies or something as a bad thing. I'm like, based, nice. Um, and so politically it's different from the Catholic church, but aesthetically it's pretty much the same. Um, well, I have a question. Yeah. Sorry. How old is the Anglican Church? Like, what's uh, its history? Oh, God. It's like 1500s, I think. Um, All right. So I that's think, pretty or 1600s. old. 1600s. Let's see. When was King Henry? Because it started out yeah, because King Henry VIII wanted to get a divorce and also steal some land from the Catholic Church. Um, okay. So 1500s. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So he made the Anglican Church, um, which is, yeah, again, they really didn't change too much. I think there are some like theological differences. There's not that much liturgical difference though, which is familiar anyway. But um, yeah, and uh, so I, yeah, ultimately I am sympathetic to like this this trad cath like desire for because there is like a beauty and sincerity to mm-hmm. like the sacramental sort of understanding of Christianity um, and to like just the traditional liturgy um, that's so much so much more fulfilling I think than like the like frivolous Jesus rock style church um, and so I think yeah like I, I, I get it I just I think part of what compels me to be um, mean is mostly because I get frustrated I'm like why Catholicism <laughs> like those those people are you know have very problematic politics um, and like it, it just feels to me like a lot of times some trad cats are doing it because they're already politically reactionary yeah. and, and the catholic church allows them or like is a space for them to sort of like legitimate that reactionary intuition right um yeah well as although i think my maybe more charitable view. Like, yes, I think they are reactionary. And I told you this off mic a couple days ago, but I think that they're not reacting politically necessarily, or maybe like there is a political element. I do agree with um, Biz, (laughs) what's her name? Biz Biz Sherbert. Biz Biz Sherbert's uh, assertion that 
this has you know really come about because of like Trump and whatever but um or like po- the Biden more so um if we're gonna name one figure but I think that the these like trad cats are more reacting to like um a lack of like history or like I don't think that they're reacting to being like I don't think that their stance is like no we actually are anti-LGBT but I think they're like we hate American evangelism or whatever you know what I mean even yeah the evangelical the evangelicals (laughs) I don't know right yeah and we hate Jesus rock right and I that I'm sympathetic yeah me too um yeah it's so bleak yeah I remember I I want to go to church and float flops you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) that's true yeah um (laughs) It's a good question. <laughs> Plenty of Catholics do that still, though, at least in San Diego. Oh, I <laughs> but, know, I know. It's different, though. It is, yeah. Yeah. Well, I am sympathetic there, so you guys get that point. Um, you, you meddle some trap cats out there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you have uh, any, any final thoughts on this? Um, no, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Do you have any more? Did you, I, I don't have like a lot of hot takes this episode. Yeah. Know? I mean, I think because well, we, the whole thing is a hot take, but, um, yeah, yeah. I think, I think yeah. my hot take is to like touch grass, you know, <laughs> yeah. get offline. It's not cool to be like, or I guess, oh, Maybe my hot take is that if, like, you're going to be a trad cat, lean in. Don't be, like, just, like, do it, yeah. <laughs> you know? Just, you have to yeah. go full <laughs> You can't be, like, yeah. like if you're going to be Catholic, you have to, like, as you would say, bite some bullets, you know? Right. Like, that's what I just hate, the inconsistent worldview. It makes me so mad. Yeah. Um, and I find it, like, tacky to LARP as a catholic even though i like get the impulse because catholic imagery is beautiful wait you want to know the most damning thing actually yeah yeah (laughs) hold on i have to show you i was in i was in old town um and i in san diego yeah like mm, over winter break i think yeah and i got um i went into like a little store and i got this little tile yeah but that's like the virgen de guadalupe that's like you know oh my bad my bad yeah no well Um, no that's fine i'm saying it's good because she's her own like mexican catholicism now that's a whole other thing i just thought Um, it was so it really called to me this little yeah this little i'm holding for those who can't see it which is everybody (laughs) except (laughs) i'm holding a little like two by two tile um that's very it's hand painted it's very beautiful um my point is though I'm sympathetic. I love the imagery. Right. You know, it is different. Yeah. Mary, pretty cool. They don't give her enough credit in the other denominations of Christianity. Oh, yeah. That was going to be my other hot take. Um, Because I wanted, well, I was going to talk about like the pietization of femininity or the feminization of piety, but I returned to my book that I was reading about this. (laughs) But I think that the reason that I think Catholicism is the most feminine of Christian denominations because Mary is venerated, unlike in mm-hmm. Lutheranism, right. which 
thumbs down for that right. i think you know yeah, yeah. um right. so yeah i'm a poser too right i'm fake yeah uh riley is a trad cath e-girl a trad luth e-girl ew that, that would be sick martin luther posting yeah. <laughs> let's do it i, I think we no, should yeah that's I'm, so I'm, embarrassing i'm gonna start doing it um, but do like have you seen the movie where i think it's one of the fine brothers plays martin luther no <laughs> all right i'll start doing that yeah i think the movie's called luther nice it's good um but yeah well follow us on twitter yeah and instagram and Um, instagram at misenchantments um all right (laughs) well review us give us us five stars yeah and uh i'll see you in heaven see you in heaven